Today's episode of Care Talk is sponsored by Provider Solutions and Development. We all know that it's very difficult to recruit physicians and advanced practice clinicians. Supply is tight and getting tighter with 124,000 physician shortage expected by 2034. Thankfully, PSND has reimagined recruitment in order to address these challenges head on. They offer commitment, not commissions, quality, and not quotas. It's no surprise that partner organizations around the country have partnered with PSD to improve recruitment, retention, and workforce productivity. Check it out for yourself. Info.psdconnect.org forward slash CareTalk. Welcome to CareTalk, America's home for incisive debate about healthcare business and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of Care Centers. David, we went from this boring 340B conversation that was super informative, but as our guest suggested, the Supreme Court was not done. What say you about Roe or the John, overturning of Roe v. Wade? John, I don't like to do two episodes in a row on sort of the same topic, uh, the you know, Supreme Court activities, but I, I don't think we have any choice on that. I mean, the Roe versus Wade decision was not only expected, it was leaked and it, uh, it came came about, you know, just about as it was called and just about as bad as anybody could expect. It's pretty devastating, John, to see something that had been, um, you know, acknowledged as a constitutional right turned back after uh, after half a century. That's, you know, they say that, you know, that, as you said before, John, quoting somebody else, that the uh, the arc of history bends toward justice. Well, it's, you got to get a back out of your time frame if you want to see that in today's context. Well, I, I think what's remarkable about Roe, which is the anti-abortion decision, is this is the, the 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 final step in a strategy that was laid out by a conservative, the conservative Federalist Society. But it's important to note, David, that this is and the Federalist Society being a group of conservative lawyers that hatched a strategy to stack the courts from local and federal courts up through the federal judiciary with people for whom this is a litmus test to overturn Roe v. Wade. And let's let's not get hung up on the legal particulars here, although we can dig into that if you'd like. I mean, the vast majority of all Americans, including Republicans, believe in that, that some form of a right to choose, to the right to have access to abortion um, for, 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 for fetuses in the early term, they all agree that that right is one that they that should be part of part of access in healthcare in America. Uh, there are there are significant differences in sort of uh, whether one should have rights to have an abortion at any stage, and certainly the there are some s- strong moral arguments that if uh, that if a, if a baby is survivable outside of the womb, for example, in the third trimester, um, that we need some restrictions. But the vast majority of Americans across all parties and ideologies uh, believe that this access to this right is a is fundamental and. It, to overturn it in this way on, on a on sort of a a, 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 a form of, of of a legal argument driven by a conservative movement really feels like a clear politicization of a court and potentially undermines it. But I, let's maybe dig into Roe first and kind of what the what it means for the U.S. and for the healthcare system, and then let's talk a little bit more about the court. That sounds good, John, or not so good, but I think important uh, topics to, to discuss. 
you know, with the end of Roe versus Wade, sometimes what happens when there's a Supreme Court decision like this 340B decision we discussed or many other decisions, I mean, what's the impact for a given person, whatever, some money gets moved around or, or some theoretical thing has changed and it may matter for the plaintiffs. But what matters here is that, you know, access for abortion ended in many states right away. You know, so you had somebody that was booked for an appointment and now it has to be canceled. So it's, it's extremely uh, dramatic. And if you think about it, John, we, we've sort of been driven to extremes, uh, you know, in, in this country and in our politics, whereas you could actually come up with pretty close to a consensus on what abortion policy should be like, not just the laws, but kind of public health, which is that it should be legal and it should be rare. And they should make it as uh, and not because someone is prevented from having an abortion, because it's it's unnecessary due to contraception, due to public health measures and so on. Well, I think I think you're you're as usual quoting your hero Bill Clinton that abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. And I think the vast majority of Americans agree with it. But I want to put a finer point on what you're saying. Um, the 28 states in which this 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 immediately becomes law because there are these things called trigger laws, which preparing for federal overthrow. The Federalist Society and conservatives, extreme conservatives pass laws that restrict abortion. In those 28 states are half of the women in America. And in, they are disproportionately in the West and the South. They're, the, the people affected are disproportionately poor and of color. And by shutting down this right, we're not just affecting dramatically their access to, uh, to, to abortion, but also we're going to be shutting down all kinds of primary care clinics for whom this was, this was one of many of the uh, of, of services that they provided. So this is going to create a crisis in primary care for women. It's disproportionately affects folks in the South and the West. And it, and it's half of all women in America, David. Yeah, it couldn't, you know, I don't want to say it couldn't be more dramatic, but it's, it's extremely uh, dramatic. Um, and it also just the, the impact on, on the individuals is, is, is quite extreme. You know, if you take a look, there's been some, uh, some research done to show, you know, what happened to uh, a, a woman who was able to get an abortion versus one who wasn't. And you know, the, the difference in uh, outcomes from an economic standpoint are, are very dramatic. And also the impact of the, of the children. It's usually somebody that has, maybe they've got multiple kids and can't afford one more. It's not the right time for whatever, whatever reason. And there's just a dramatic difference uh, in what happens, you know, a little bit later out. And so as was said, and no, this was, was, who said this during the Reagan administration, but you know, some people, the Republican interest in, uh, in children begins at conception and ends at birth. So there's that element to it. Uh, that was, well. that was Barney Frank. Was it my congressman at, at one point? Well, I think, I think, I think it's a really important point. I mean, there, there are definitely some very significant um, supporters of people uh, to bring a baby to term for, from, from difficult circumstances. Um, but there is a, there's, there's a, there are some pretty gruesome cases that are already showing up. Um, there are at least two 10 year olds that, that, that who had been raped, one Brazilian, one American, uh, Brazilian American, one American in, uh, and, and there was a, you know, some question as to whether they were going to be allowed to have an abortion, uh, because they were, they were, they were, they were living in areas which, uh, had no, exclu no, no, uh, uh, allowance, for in for for exceptions of rape and incest, which typically had been part of even the more, some of the more conservative states, but it just shows you how crazy this is getting. The notion that that uh, a ten year old who's raped by a 
uh, a criminal should bring that baby to term or not have the option uh, that she and her family is 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 it, it sort of sort of starts to really creep one out as 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 are some of the conversations. There was a legislative conversation among conservatives in the state of Missouri um, regarding the right to travel outside of Missouri, which is Missouri being a conservative state where they're, they're making all forms of abortion illegal, where they were going to sniff out using dogs, uh, pregnant women, to try to prevent them or potentially Let, pursue John, them. John, literally sniff out, you say? Yeah. Now, they were going to use dogs to try to find, identify who 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 is a pregnant woman crossing state lines versus who's not. I mean, it's a... There's a the, we we have not just this is not just a, a and I think we should again dig into the consequences of this a little bit so people have sort of a sense of the healthcare piece, but th- there's once the this conservative judgment has come down, some of these laws and some of these legislators are are kind of militant uh, and well outside the realm of the norms, expectations, and frankly the the the. Uh, the beliefs of the American public. I mean, I, and again, I think it'll, 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 hopefully the pendulum will swing back. But the problem is when it's judicial versus legislative, it's really hard to uh, actually make much of a change. But David, I, I think this is going to uh, be really devastating um, to those families that, um, that have or are impacted. I mean, they're the individual corner cases of, uh, of of rape and incest. But to your point, you've got a lot of people who are, I mean, I think 25% of all women in America have had, if you include uh, drug-related, uh, you know, the, the, the Plan B drugs, termination of pregnancies, have termed pregnancies or, or, or early on. Um, the, I guess the only hopeful piece we have here, David, is that the right to travel to cross state lines um, was ratified by the court. So for those states that were that are not going full-on anti-abortion, uh, the, the, the Supreme Court and Justice Kavanaugh's decision did affirm that right, which is fundamental, the, the, the right to travel and to uh, the provision for interstate com- commerce in the Constitution remains, uh, remains strong. And you also have an increasing number of uh, of of pregnancies that are that 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 where people want to terminate them that are terminated very quickly using drugs and that that hopefully will also give people more options. So Again, John, what? Yeah. What, so so to talk about sort of specifically on the implementation of this, you know, we think about uh, abortion as a healthcare service, and so what are the healthcare delivery systems and payers and employers doing now? I mean, you talk about, uh, you know, sending pills in the mail, interstate commerce. I mean, what are, what are people doing from a practical standpoint? Well, I think, I think a lot of employers um, and, and, and the federal government have stepped forward and said, we're going to support the right to travel. In the case of employers, uh, CareCentrics and others have said, we're going to pr- uh, make sure that folks have access um, to uh, th- the services that they had before the decision, and we'll, we'll support the, the the ability to travel uh, where folks fin- need some financial support. And certainly, the feds have been um, have been very clear about that. But I honestly think, David, the consequences for the healthcare system are just being felt. There are states who are actively looking to criminalize uh, doctors who are in any way associated with evaluating or, 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 or suggesting or recommending or executing on a termination of a pregnancy, even if those doctors or supportive care providers 
are outside of that state, um, thereby testing some of the, 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 the questions about interstate jurisdiction. I mean, there is a, I, I think, I think we're just starting to, this is a catastrophic judgment, um, that will, and I say that because it affects everything. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know that in those 28 states, women are going to be severely restricted from access to healthcare and the ability to terminate a pregnancy that they had just, just, just a few days ago. So John, it's, I think, terrific that, you know, CareCentrics, among other leading employers have made these statements of support. And again, I think not knowing necessarily what all the consequences will, will be. Are you confident uh, as a CEO and are others that you can do that? Or do you face some potential backlash or even legal action? Well, I, 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 I think we're prepared for that. I mean, I, look, I, I have, this is a, this is a, let, let's, let's step back a second. Um, the, I, I fully respect my friends who are in the right to life movement. I fully respect the decision of a church I grew up in, the Catholic Church, to 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 celebrate all forms of life in, in the way they determine of of life at, at, at starting at uh, at procreation. But I also believe uh, that we need to support women's choices, and CareCentrics is going to make those choices available. And I think that we're prepared um, to uh, to push forward, even though knowing that there may be some element of legal jeopardy in certain states. We just think protecting our employees is the most important part. John, you know, this is a dramatic enough, um, just looking at the at the judgment just on it on its face. There are others that are talking about things even, you know, more more broadly. So like does somebody actually have to be worried that they could be prosecuted if they had a, a miscarriage? And are we really concerned about whether like access to, to contraception and other things protected by the right to privacy, like same-sex marriage, you know, could these actually be threatened? So, so let, let's let's break it into pieces. Uh, we we now have judgments that are ha- going to have to be made by local sheriffs and patrolmen and cops around whether someone who is going out for a who has fallen down the stairs and has damaged the fetus, whether that was purposeful or not, by by criminalizing this 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 procedure and by defining it in the mo- broadest way possible um we've delegated to local uh, uh, authorities the decision to kind of decide who who who's going to be prosecuted and who's not and i just think that there's <laughs> that is not a judgment it's one of the reasons why americans i think want this to stay in healthcare and out of the criminal justice system i mean just it's 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 i think it's going to be crazy town in some of these States and legal jurisdictions. Um, I think the, the 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 your second question, which is, what is the next step? Let's just focus on how dangerous and difficult and complicated this is going to be to administer, enforce, and support. Which is why I think companies like ours have to step forward and support women's rights um, and and choices uh, and families' rights and choices, while acknowledging that there are differing philosophies here. We need to kind of focus first on. A, women's choices. B, what a system that one could actually, and that Americans have been very comfortable surviving. I mean, the number of abortions is actually down, David, in the US. And the consequences of Roe have actually been quite positive to your earlier point. Um, now, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling a little bit too long, but yeah. if, you, if you want, we can kind of speculate on the, 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 the next set of legal steps. But I, 
I think that the, the court is sort of in three places in terms of making judgments regarding uh, Americans' choices. Um, there is a, a roughly a third of the court, which is the three justices, which were democratically appointed. Uh, Justice Katanji Jackson just took office. They were reliably going to support the, the policies of the Supreme Court that have been, that we've lived in. Uh, there is, there are clearly some very conservative justices. I don't know whether it's a third or a third, uh, led by Clarence Thomas, who would like to upend pretty much everything that a, a, a lot of choices, uh, that have been protected under the, the right to privacy, including Griswold, which is the access to give people access to contraception. That's up for grabs. Um, Oberfeld, which is the decision to allow same-sex marriage. In fact, the only thing that Clarence Thomas, who happens to be in a biracial marriage, did not take on was loving because it yeah. it happens to be about biracial marriage. But I think there are there is certainly a movement to be very conservative. And then there's a there are the more moderate justices like Kavanaugh and Roberts who are open to a narrowing of the uh, judgments of the Supreme Court that have impact on largely government and are more reluctant to go into, to go after these issues of choice uh, and, and, and uh, personal decision-making. But I don't think anybody should, if, 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 if this court is willing to unwind a law that is going to create catastrophic, unpredictable consequences in healthcare that, the, the, that 60 to 70% of Americans disagree with, I don't think we can trust that they aren't going to take a wrecking ball to things like same-sex marriage, contraception. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know that there's a line that they're not willing to cross. Uh, I think we're going to have to just be picking up the pieces from healthcare for a while, but I don't think we should take for granted that any of these other rights that were, that, that were not enumerated originally in the Constitution won't be under attack. John, I know we said it's unusual for us to do two episodes in a row, say in this case on the Supreme Court. If it hadn't been for the Roe decision, we might have been doing this episode about the New York gun rights decision that the Supreme Court, uh, you know, also overturned a law, which I'll point out has been on the books for over a, a hundred years, uh, restricting, uh, you know, guns to a certain extent uh, in, in New York. So how, how do we juxtapose uh, these two things? Well, I, I, I think I think they're all part of this broad extremist uh, conservative movement. I mean, David, just yesterday on July 4th, six people dead, 24 injured because some 18 to 20 year old took out a long range weapon and started killing people in a 4th of July parade to celebrate our independence and freedom. We are, we are in the, in the United States, the, this, this court believes you should have no access to uh, a, a safe abortion and any crazy person can can get access to a gun. I, I, I mean, I, I have a very hard time understanding a court that is willing to uh, undermine the ability of states to safely regulate guns, but not allow individuals safe access to health care. I mean, it, I, but I again, I, I, I don't don't underestimate how extreme this court can get. And I believe they're only getting started. Well, John, I'm trying to figure out what note we should be ending this on. Now, how about uh, how about an optimistic? Uh, I want to hear your optimistic view uh, for the future as it relates to this. You may have to widen the lens further in order to find something positive here. 
Well, I think the only optimistic thing I can say is I think that you know, we have one of the lower rates of voter participation of registered voters in elections uh, than, than, than many democratic countries. Uh, most industrialized countries in Europe, Japan, have a much higher level of voter participation. And if there's anything that's going to drive voter participation, it's when people lose their rights. We saw that in, in so the Georgia election, I think in the last election cycle, where Georgia strikingly elected two Democratic senators in a very uh, a contentious election year, because people who thought their rights would be lost, African-American voters, came out in droves. I think perhaps the only silver lining here, and it's brass or copper, it's not really a silver yeah. lining, is that hopefully this will activate people to realize that politics matters because it directly leads to things that can restrict their choice. Uh, and maybe this is the most appropriate thing to think about post-July 4th of basic freedoms to choose to live their lives as they want in America. Well, John, I think that sounds about right. And I think that there is the potential to see that uh, outcome reflected in the Senate, uh, where the Democrats could potentially expand their uh, majority if, uh, if people actually uh, vote according to their, uh, to their interests and according to their, according to their beliefs. Well, let's end it right there, John. And I'll say, I hope we're not talking about the Supreme Court again next week. We shouldn't be since I think they've uh, gone on vacation for now, at least until, uh, until October, although there was news about what, uh, what, what cases they're going to take on. So we'll probably be back to that topic. In any case, that's it for yet another episode of Care Talk. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. If you liked what you heard or you didn't, please subscribe on your favorite service.